batter's out, oh. and he remains out of oh. now. The runner off first base is trapped. A player who didn't know the infield fly rule, and it'll be a double play if the Mets can execute the rundown. Oh, no. And the tag is made to end the inning. Uh, Cesar Hernandez showing no knowledge of the infield fly rule. Hey, what's up? Congratulations, big man. Thank you. Yeah, the, the fact that that happened, the Giants just looked horrible. But uh, the most really? important I thing. Think, I they didn't look that bad. Problem is, no, you're right. They didn't look that bad compared to them being compared to be 2-14 and 14 based on their schedule. Um, the issue that I have really more so is their defense. Like just, oh, yeah. their, their defense is bad. Their defense looked exactly like it would. So, like, that's why they looked horrible. But their offense, I, honestly, I wasn't really ever worried about their offense. Like, Slayton's really good. Like, Jarius Slayton's, like, actually, like, potentially probably their best receiver. Um, and I expected Jones to probably have a – so I agree that, like, the offense definitely didn't look that bad. Defense looked actually pretty good to start. I'm not going to lie. I just think at the, the end – yeah. yeah. they just lost it the second half, so. Right, tired. But, um, I honestly, pre- if Jones appreciate- doesn't throw that interception on the goal line, it's – it's a different game, too. Of course. But I appreciate the condolences. It's a very big day in my house. <laughs> so, the possibilities are endless. Very, very excited. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. That's good. Yeah, I'm just, right here. just working. You're working right now? Yeah. Multitasking. JV, what happened with the Rob Manfred thing, man? Did Hofstra like advertise that? Yeah, they did. They um, how did I miss that? Wait, Rob um, Manfred was that Hofstra? No, he was on a. So they did like a like a web, like a Zoom webinar earlier today with um, Rob Manfred and uh, Randy Levine, and they were basically talking about like the business of baseball and how it was impacted by Corona and whatnot. That um, is like the literally. If I was a student at Hofstra, I would be all over that. It was cool. It was really cool to hear, like, from both of them, like, as, like, more personally than, like, you just, like, you see them on TV, like, you're actually in a Zoom call, like, listening to them. So, it was a lot, it was definitely different. Um, was it just for but, business school people, or was it for the whole school? It was, it was for the whole school. They, and, like, uh, Jack, Dr. Lanahan, like, moderated it? Yeah. That's she was awesome. a moderator, and then, um... Stewie Rabs uh, was on it as well. Oh, boo. Stewie, Stewie Rabs and Randy Levine are actually really good friends. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I love sure. Lanahan. She's like she was like hugely important to me. I love oh. her. Oh yeah, she's great. She's a really good professor too. Yeah. Um. Wait, I didn't even see anything about that though. And you know what's funny is like when you sent that picture to us, like on Twitter, a lot of the sports writers were all commenting on things he said at Hofstra. And, like, one of the things he talked about was the World Series having fans in the bubble. So, like, you saw, like, Buster Oldie and, like, Tim Kirchner and all those guys t- saying, yeah. like, dude, uh, he spoke to students at Hofstra and said this. So, like, I didn't realize it was, like, that big. Oh, yeah, it was pretty big. It was awesome wow. that, he, you know, that you I should have cool. known, man. Would I have been able to attend it as an alumni or no? Who? Would I have been able to attend as an alumni or just for students? Yeah, it was a webinar. It was on YouTube. Uh, the webinar was, like, through YouTube, yeah. I'll catch it was the cool though. It. Oh yeah, definitely. It's dope. Very nice. Good shit. Good stuff. Yeah, Rob Rob Manfred Hofstra event on the sale of the, uh, the Mets. He brought it so up. He was t- yeah, he was talking about it today. 
Oh, man. Do they think that the owners are going to approve it? I guess so, right? Yeah, I think they did already. I'm not sure. Well, no, I think well, they, they vote in November. Not, yeah, they, they're going to have, like, a conference in November. Oh, they'll be fine. I'm going to send you guys one of the funniest videos I've seen today, um, which is um, – <laughs> it's Gary Cohen's home run calls are really awesome. Like, he does, like, the – it's out of here, like, really aggressive, um, incredible calls. Um, yeah. The guys that do the We Gotta Believe podcast for Barstool, like KFC, um, Clem and all them, like, they made a really, really funny, like, 30-second video of pictures of the Wilpons with Gary Cohen's calls. Like, it's out of here. It's out of here. And it's, like, pictures of them holding the trophies and, like, <laughs> pictures of them just, like, looking horrible. Like, it's really, really funny. It made me very happy. I'll send it to you guys. Worth watching. Hello. Yeah, I can hear. Um, there's like also. There, you're not. What happened? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. There was like, uh, what's this guy's name? Job, John Boy. John Boy Media. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's hilarious. (laughs) He does all the breakdowns of everything. Yeah, when he does like the. (laughs) Yeah, he got assigned baseball from Joe Torre. Do you guys know who Zach Hampel is? Uh, yeah. Yep. Do you like him? Mm-hmm. I don't have any like mix. I don't have any hard feelings against him. I know that um, a lot of people hate him because he's like an asshole. Yeah, he's like baseball's most hated fan. He really is. It's kind of sad. It's kind of funny. It is, that's it is funny at the same time. Oh man, crazy! So we had another another no hitter again. We had no hitter. It's the first year in history that um, the Cubs and the White Sox both had a no hitter in the same season. It's crazy. It's pretty cool. And but this one was a no name, right? Like Giolito is obviously an ace, but I didn't know who threw the no hitter for the Cubs. Um, yeah, if you heard his story, his story is actually pretty cool. Um, basically what happened was, um, he was like undrafted out of high school. And then, uh, during college, he walked by practice one day and he was like, Hey, I think I can strike those guys out. So he tried out and he made the team. (laughs) It's awesome. If only it was that easy, you know? I know, right? That'd be really cool. Well, we can definitely talk about the Mets and their plans. I have a lot to say about what happened today, I will say, as you can probably guess. Oh, yeah? Yeah, go ahead. What What are your thoughts? Obviously, you're... Uh... Can we start the podcast? Da-da-da-da-da. Charge. Charge. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You always got to give that to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we haven't done that in a couple of weeks. I, I, I don't know why. I have my piano. Well, my piano's not in my room right now, but next week I'll remember to play it. It'll be good. Gotcha. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, so big news out of New York, New York, which is, well, really Queens, New York, Flushing, New York. Um, Long Island native Steve Cohen, $14 billion net worth billionaire hedge fund man, buys our team, our beloved Mets, 
and the Wilpon days are over. And it is one of the best feelings I think I've ever had as a sports fan in the last, like, not ever. Let's go, like, with last, like, maybe since the World Series. Let's just say it's probably the biggest win for Mets fans since the World Series when they made it. Pretty fair uh, because of the possibilities of what's going to happen. So I'm going to lay out my three things I'm thinking about all day, which just needs to happen. He's got to, once this is finalized in November, he's got to, A, lay out his vision of how to be a World Series team, like communicate that, and then he's got to sign JT Real Muto in the offseason. I think that's a must. And then he's also got to extend Michael Conforto. That's also a must. And then I think from there, the pieces will kind of fall into place. So those are my three big things I'd like to say about what happened today. What do you guys think? I mean, it's big news. And I think it's cool that they did it on an off day because both the Yankees and the Mets were off. So it was kind of something big for baseball news in the middle of all the football and everything going on. Right. So it was definitely good from a PR perspective. Right. I mean, it's a, it's definitely exciting. Just he needs to literally put his money where all the fans' mouth is right now because all the fans are saying it's the turn of the century. Yeah, and it's going to be a different Mets. But the Mets are kind of like the Jets to me. Like you're the Mets until you prove you're not the Mets anymore. Well, this is the biggest step they've taken to do that. So definitely a fair point. I think the legitimacy of having a competitive team, being a big market team. Now having the amount of money, like I think what gets me so excited is just the amount of money he has and him being in charge completely to clean slate, kind of really act like a big market team is just a really, it's just something that every Mad fan could say they wanted for such a long time. So um, it's just awesome. It's really, it's just freaking incredible. It feels so good. I mean, to be honest, the Mets right now, they're not, they're not in a bad spot. They're only three. Was it no? No, they have. They're to only go... three and a half games away from the Phillies for eighth spot. But you know they have to. They have to jump a couple teams, of course. They got to go. 10 yeah, there's, three. there's only like fifteen games left. Right. I don't think they're. I don't think they're in a good spot. I think they're. You know, the Blue Jays. They should have at least won two out of three against the Blue Jays. Like that whole offensive thing when they were on like sixteen, seven, or eighteen to one, whatever it was. Like that. What I, what I thought the momentum they would have had to continue, but if they played really bad the last two days, um, they've got to go literally 10-3, and three, I think, is the math behind what they need to do to make the playoffs. You know, it's funny that you brought that up because I remember, you know, growing up with my dad, we always used to have, like, this... I guess it was, like, a... Like, this uh, thing where... Like, if the team scored too many runs one day, like, we would get upset because then the next day they won't score any. Like, I remember when I was a kid, that used to happen to the Yankees a lot, where the Yankees just scored, oh, the Yankees scored 13 runs today, and then they'll score, like, no runs the next day, and then no right. runs the day after. I'm like, you know, if you could have split, if you could have saved, you know, like, they say, oh, save some runs for tomorrow. <laughs> right. I mean, I think it just happens in baseball in general, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's very rare you get two back-to-back blowouts. You know, like, yeah. they look at the freaking Braves tonight with the Orioles. Like, are you kidding me? Who expected that, you know? Like, the the, um, the Braves were crushing it. Like, you know, they beat the uh, beat the Marlins, like, a few days ago, 29-3, to three, whatever it was, right? Like, 
you know, so you never really, you never know. But, uh, but yeah, it's exciting. I really, I, so I really believe that he will act in the best interest of the fans and also just the team because, like, the fact that he really is a fan and he's not, I don't, I don't know about you guys, I don't see it as a publicity thing where he's acting, like, saying he was a fan. Like, it's pretty evident he's a fan. Like, even with his comments about Tom Seaver passing away, you can tell he actually really cares. And he's from yeah, Glen he brought, Cove. he brought up a player that, like, I forgot what what at-bat he brought up, but it was not, like, a like, really famous at-bat. Right, you would have had like, to know baseball to say something like that. Yeah, unless he just has really good PR, guys. But it seemed pretty, it seemed pretty genuine. I was all about A-Rod doing it. I mean, if you remember, we talked about this like a few months ago. I was all about him doing it. And then I think I didn't know a lot about Steve Cohen. And as I like researched him and saw kind of the potential that the Mets had with him, it, like he grew on me a lot. Um, and I'm just really excited. He's definitely the best choice, hands down, you know? Yeah. So it's exciting. Having money is just a really like, it's just exciting prospect for a team like the Mets. It really is. To be a big market team and to be up there. It, seriously, though, it's weird to say, right? Like, just, it's just weird. Like, free agents weren't really attracted to coming to the Mets, you know? They didn't have the money True. to throw out there. It's, they weren't the Dodgers. They weren't the Yankees. And the fact that you got a $14 billion guy in charge of the team. And what is this, like, one of the biggest sales ever, like, for sports? Yeah. You know? For a guy who, like crush it in hedge funds and just loves the Mets and just, you know, already was an owner of the Mets partly, but like now can have full control. It's incredible. And he, and he drops like Mike Trout's salary on artwork. So he'll definitely be willing to drop it on a ball player that can make him money. I think. Right. One thing I might consider doing is um, writing a letter to him asking him to give, like, or spread out, like, at least $1 billion towards season ticket holders, just to be nice. Because he has $14 billion. I don't think he needs all 14 You know? <laughs> what do you guys think? Your joke's big guy. You think that would go over well? No. <laughs> oh, man. What just... do you think? Ticket prices go down with him being the owner? I don't... I didn't really think of it. I don't think it'll happen, but... Well, depend- I mean, it could. He's not. He's not the Wilpons. He's not a penny pincher. Doesn't if the team. What if about the, the product? Better. Yeah, wouldn't depend on the yeah. product that he puts on the field. Yeah. Mm. I don't know that. If you look, I'm sure. I'm sure you could find that there's no correlation between ticket prices rising and teams actually being good. Well, the Knicks are a good example of that. Yeah, they play at the mecca of basketball. True. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know, man. All I know is that I think you're gonna have a really passionate fan base opening day next year if we can be in the stands for it. So <laughs> it's gonna feel a lot different with a three-time, three-time repeating Cy Young. I think so. Dick up the ground. I actually, you know, it's funny. Starting opening day. Quick story about that. I played a gig yesterday um, out east. And one of the like auction items for it, it was like a, a wine tasting. Was a it's, it was a Jacob Degrom signed photo, and like it said on a two time Scion Award winner, and it happened to be the only sport memorabilia there that didn't get any bids. Like Aaron Judge signed baseballs were like, you know, 
hundreds of dollars and like a Saquon jersey was like almost a thousand like signed jersey no one bid on the Grom thing and I'm pretty sure it's because it said two times Saigon and a lot of people who know sports believe that he'll actually win this year too and become a three times Saigon so I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they messed it up no one put a bid on it yeah, really no no one did no why didn't you do it because I'm performing, man. I gotta, you know, I gotta follow the rules. I don't think there's any uh, rules in me. Also, they wanted like four fifty for it, and I was like, no chance. Uh, I already have his. Never autograph. mind. Yeah, I don't need that's a that's a little. Not that that's too much, but I don't want to blow that money right now. But you literally just won that horse betting. I three times. I got the check today, actually. Believe it or not, so I did. I did they send you like one of the big cardboard ones, or was it? Uh... No. Was it just a regular check? That's only at a casino, I feel like, Dave. They have, like, if you won, like, a jackpot or something. I've never yeah, seen that. But, uh, no, normal check. So, but that's going toward other things. I appreciate you asking, though. <laughs> I don't know. If I were you, I probably would have been on that. But it said two times Scion Award. But if he wins a third one, I feel like it doesn't have as much value. You know? That makes sense. Know. It still has value. Yeah, but no one's going to want to buy that. Like, if it's a three-time Cy Young winner, I'm not going to buy a two-time Cy Young award-winning signed photo when I can buy one that says three-time Cy Young. That's more value. At least I'm trying to sell it at another time. You know? I guess. I, I always feel like with stuff like that, you don't really buy it for the resale value right. when you're a fan. Like, if it if it was, like, a random player, then you, like, if it was, like, an Albert Pool signed thing, then you buy it for the resale value. But, like, if it's DeGrom or for, like, the Yankees, Aaron Judge, like, you buy it because, like, you want it. They're, they're your guy. Right. That's very true. Also, um, Albert Pujols tied Willie Mays. I saw that. That's true. Good for him, though. He he, 100% deserves it. Big time. I've heard no buzz. Like, you remember when A-Rod was going for his 600th home run 10 years ago? Yeah. Like how much, but every single at bat, they was every every single channel would like turn to it. There would be flashing lights. I haven't heard any. Well, obviously you can't have flashing lights because there's no fans. But like I haven't heard any buzz around Albert Pujols catching maybe the greatest baseball player ever in home runs. I think uh, that that's tough to argue. I think that um, it's dependent on popularity. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, Albert Pujols is an amazing baseball player, but he's not as popular as Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, and Anaheim's where baseball players go to die. That is true. I mean, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> look what happened. To the, he could have, if he would have stayed with the cards, he would have had a nice, nice long career, but nope. Also, he probably, if he stayed with the Cardinals, he probably would have won a couple more championships because they've put together some good teams. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Without having that big bat in the middle of the lineup either. Like, they've Carpenter's had some good years. Now they have Goldschmidt, but, like, they haven't had anyone that compares to Albert Pujols since he left. It still baffles me that the Angels can't even make it to the playoffs. Like, it just doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're wasting. Like Trout can't win MVP if his team doesn't win the playoff, make the playoffs this year. Absolutely, right? It has it has to be Luke Voigt, and that's not just from like a wanting a Yankee to win perspective. 
Like he could put up all the fantasy numbers that he that like you could ask for him, but if they don't make the playoffs, what good is it? Oh, that's a good sure. point. Like Luke, Luke, and I guess we can make this into that argument. I don't know where you stand, Brenda. I feel like JV will agree with me, but like Luke Voigt carried the Yankees for the, in this three week stretch where we went up, down, roller coaster, out of the playoffs, back into the playoffs, all this stuff. Luke Voigt was the only constant hitter pl- playing every day and hitting every day. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, mean, I agree 100%. I was watching a lot of Yankee games the last few weeks. So I watched the Orioles series. Um, yeah, I mean, he I, – I was telling JV this, like, a few days ago. Like, uh, Talkman, what the hell? Like, why? What does he even do? Um, Gary Sanchez is doing absolutely nothing. Um, you know, there's really – Luke Voice, the only, like, really guy that's, like, doing anything. Hitting home runs, driving people in, that's about it. So. But, I mean, if – so like, we all know like um, how Dave tells the nerds to go get the numbers. Um, you know he's tied right now. In, he's tied right now in home runs. Right. Um, and he leads the league in WAR. He actually leads over Mike Trout when it comes to WAR, which mm-hmm. is uh, wins above replacement. So which means he matters more to the team than Mike Trout does. Yeah, I, I think Voight's got a good shot of winning MVP, too. I think Tatis is probably going to win for the NL, though, right? Yeah, it's hard to see him losing, especially with them. Are they the second-best team in the West? I know they're only three uh, games behind the Dodgers. Yes, they are. That's that's incredible. They look I great. I mean, they look great. And they made a lot of off uh, trade deadline moves. Like, they're looking really good. So, you know. The American League is competitive, though. And the set, like yeah, at least the Central looks like it. I mean, like the Twins and the um, White Sox look great, right? The Astros. I think the Astros also have been playing a little bit better, aren't they? Above five hundred now. I, or did I... They're either right at five hundred. I know they beat the Dodgers twice this weekend. That's pretty know impressive. That put them over, but they're getting healthy too. I think they got Bregman back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Verlander's ever coming back, but right. The only thing about the AL is the playoffs are pretty much set. It's just seeding at this point. The NL, there's like probably twelve teams. If you cut the the Mets are the twelve team right now, they're probably the cutoff. There's twelve teams that could make the playoffs in the NL still. But I don't. I honestly, I don't like. I don't like the the seeding of it because it's just like, for instance. I honestly, they. I honestly think, in my opinion, they should just do like top eight teams seeding. Like, doesn't matter if you come in first place in your division, because look at this: the seventh seed, the Yankees are the seventh seed, who are twenty six and twenty one. The Indians are the eighth seed with twenty six and twenty one. The Astros are the sixth seed, twenty three and twenty four. Huh? Like. Yeah, it's it, weird. It just, doesn't, it just makes sense. It's weird. I agree. And it's funny because, like, all the other, like, for instance, in the NL, in the NL, in the NL West, in the NL postseason seeds, the Dodgers are the first seed with thirty-three wins, followed by the Braves with twenty-eight, the Cubs with twenty-eight, 
and then the Padres with 31. Huh? Like, you have 31 wins and you're the fourth seed, but there's someone who's, you know, two, three games behind you, and they have – they're the second seed. It just doesn't make sense. Well, if you think about it in a regular season, they'd be play- the Padres would be playing in a wild card game. No, no, and, like, I understand that. I, I just felt like since, like, everything changed to the whole, like, postseason and they want to expand the postseason and whatnot, I just felt like they should have just – they should have really just um, – you know, made it the the one, two, three, four, five, four, whatever seeds. You know. So. Yeah, I, I agree. That the the first and second in each division is kind of like there's some divisions that are bad and probably don't deserve <laughs> two playoffs. It's, <laughs> it's so stupid because no other league does that except for Rob Manfred and the M- MLB. Like, I don't, this league. I don't know. I should have asked him earlier today. I was gonna say you should have brought that up, man. Someone asked. Someone asked him, "Why did you suspend Joe Kelly?" <laughs> really? <laughs> That's really comment. funny. <laughs> he skipped over it. Did Doctor Lanahan read the questions, or did people get to actually talk to him directly? So they like read the questions. Um, However, I can see like <laughs> I can see her being like this question comes from Tim from from accounting one hundred and one. Yeah, why did you suspend Joe Kelly? And like she's like so confused by why that's hilarious. You know, I can just imagine her just like trying to keep like a straight yeah. face, like. But like all baseball fans know that's actually a really funny question. It really is. That's awesome. Like, some some people were just like, some people were just throwing him under the bus in the comments. Like it was bad. <laughs> Did you see uh, Joe Kelly went to the mural of him making the face at the Astros? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. That was uh, interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. They, did they, they didn't have any... Oh, man. Did they throw at the Astros this weekend? I didn't even... I didn't see anything, like, major... On come across Twitter. I gotta be honest, I didn't watch much baseball this weekend. Yeah, not to my knowledge. Let me see. Pablo Sandoval signed with the Braves. Yeah, he did. And the A's got Jake. Jake Wait, Lamb's really? gonna become a star for the for the A's right now. Interesting. He had a good year a couple of years ago with the. He was with the Diamond. Where did they get him from? I think it was two or three years ago now. He was like an all-star. And I think he got MVP votes, actually. But he's been pretty – he's struck out a lot the last couple of years. But that's just the type of player that turns into like a solid contributor with the A's. Right. So it'll probably happen. That's true. 29 home runs in 2016. (laughs) And then 30 in 2017. Who? Jake? I remember him being in, like, trade talk conversations that year, too. Well, the Diamondbacks don't keep any good players. It's just, like, a revolving door. Them and the Mariners have always been like that. They'll get good players, and then they'll just flip them, and then they'll suck for a couple years, get good players again, flip them. Did you guys just... 
I know the Pirates are the worst team in baseball, but um, I know that like um, in the American League National League, the next best winning percentage is like 17 wins for like the second worst. Did you think the Nationals would be that bad? Because the Nationals have 17 wins. You did? Really? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think they'd I, be it was that bad. I think they definitely be in fourth fluke. place behind the uh, or in front of the Marlins, but like I did not think they'd be that bad. But they were horrible. I remember they were like horrible the first half of the season. You know, they caught a they caught like you know a nice. You mean last year? A nice little streak, and they got going and right surprise. Yeah, they won the they World also Series. They don't have their second best pitcher. Yeah, but even with that, their their offense is just not hitting. Like they're they not. Ryan Trey Turner's either. having a good year. He's like one of the best hitters in the league. But besides that, like, I mean, Juan Soto's had some good games, but I don't know, just not clicking. It's weird. Yeah, they're missing. Yeah, but Zimmer. you really think he's Zimmer that crucial too? to the Nationals? Like he's not. He's he's. No, but he's not their. Uh, he's not their main guy. I'd say Soto, Turner, like those guys are probably more crucial. I think just having Mr. National in the clubhouse probably, you know, helps as well. So I think that probably has a lot to do with it. The same way, like, Todd Frazier came into the Mets clubhouse and they had that nice run. Yeah. They were winning a lot last weekend or last week. And then, I don't know, after that didn't happen. Well, they're also, they also haven't got much production out of third base. They just have... Right. Yeah. Keith, oh, they, have they actually rookie, ended right? up sending him to the Carter Cable site. I don't know. It's a World Series hangover. It's a short year. You know, the people in Washington are saying that the season's fake. So <laughs> I don't. I don't think they care. They got. The, they got. They their got ring. their ring. They'll, they'll come back next year. They'll have rested arms. All the diehard fans in Washington. Yep. Did you guys see that uh, the sure. World Series is going to be in Arlington Were there any? Stadium? I did. The new one. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool that they're going to showcase it. What do you guys think? What do you guys think has been like the most? Who do you guys think has been the most surprising who team am I so gonna far? Say? You can I think I know what you're going to say, but. Wait, surprising team like just in, like who's playing better than you expected, or surprising just their efforts in general? Like they could be doing worse. Yeah. Just like who's yeah Cincinnati? Like both, like either one. Hmm. They're they're the most <laughs> they're the I'm, most unlucky team in not surprised. team in baseball history. I'm not surprised by the Reds not playing that well, but I'm sorry, Dave. Hey, they're right there with the Mets. To be honest, I, I'm actually pretty surprised that the White Sox are oh, playing man. as well as they are. Like, I'm surprised that they're, like, at least 30 wins. Like, that's impressive. Like, I thought the Twins yeah. – I, I didn't expect the Twins to be like that, you know, just, like, coming in with signing Donaldson and everything and just, like, having a really good year last year. But the White Sox, yeah, man, they're, they're have, always like, going to the regular season. The second best yeah. team in the AL, literally. Like, what the hell? Or the best team, I mean. The second te- best team in the MLB. The best. Yeah, what the hell? The Wait, the White Sox passed the A's? No. Yeah, they're... they have uh, 
Yeah, they have 30 wins. Yeah, they passed what the, the A's in the Rays. 30 and 16. Yeah, by game. Uh, 29. And they started out They started out slow, too, so they just, they passed. They just been on a tear. That's pretty true. I mean, I for us, I mean, wild card what team. I didn't think that they would take off and destroy the entire American League. Yeah, I think we all said that. They're pretty... But they're, but you gotta, you gotta understand they're also playing only the central. So we don't know how we don't know how. Yeah, but the Indians are a good team. Exactly. Like the Twins are a good team, and even the NL Central is relatively competitive. Like the Cardinals, Cubs, and Braves. I mean, Cubs and uh, but the Brewers kind of started out really crappy. But like, you know, it's relative competition. I agree with you. It's not the same as the NL, the um, the East. Mm. I agree. That's you know. But yeah, I mean, go back to surprises for me. I remember Brendan. I'm sorry, Brendan, I had to call you out at the beginning of the year. I, you said something along the lines like, "The Mets have to win eight they out of ten well, games against to. the Marlins." Or something they like have that. To. <laughs> and here, <laughs> here are the Marlins sitting as so the fifth annoying. seed in the NL postseason. At twenty three and twenty one, with you know, they just beat the Phillies again. I, I I really don't understand what, like what is, and it's funny because like if you look at the NL postseason teams, there's four really good teams, and there's four pretty shitty teams. So it's like, while as the while as like in the NL as the AL as in the AL like the postseason. It's very – it's more consistent no, than good what the NL is. Good for the, all the diehard Marlins fans that have been waiting for this for so long, you know? <laughs> I'm being yeah, sarcastic. Good for Derek Jeter, too. I don't really – how many people are diehard Marlins fans <clears throat> there, any? <laughs> That's true, that guy. Uh, there's that the Marlins, man. <laughs> no, whatever, right? I mean, I, I hate to say it, guys. My head right now at this point is on the fact that the Mets were sold, like – you know, that's such a cop out for me, but like, you know, I care about this year, but like, I just, I cannot wait for November on 2021 winter meeting started when December, like first few weeks of December. Oh my goodness yeah, gracious. So. December for yeah. the Mets to be a top team with regards to salary and the ability for them to bring in talent. Unbelievable. I think he's going to waste. I think he's gonna make. I mean, you've got. I think he's not gonna waste any time. JT Realmuto for the Mets, right? You also got. I know, but Trevor Bauer's a free agent. Yeah, but he's injured so right now. George, George Springer's a free agent. Lemayhew's a free True. agent. I wouldn't sign Lemayhew. I would. Where would he play for the Mets? Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere in the third base. <laughs> he's not playing for the Mets. Have him replace, <laughs> have, have replace Cano. <laughs> you would have thought he's playing I mean, for the you Mets. You already have. Jimenez for that, right? That's true. But Cano still has Cano still has a live bat, good bat speed. I'll keep him in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, uh... hey, we're not we're not talking about DJ Lemay yeah, replacing yeah, no, Cano the in the Yankees. Mets. It's I not happening. The Yankees. <laughs> I would send him as like a veteran DH president. No, not Cano. Lemay. 
Oh, LeMay is definitely coming back. Marcelo Zuna is also a free agent, too. Or else I'm yeah, like... he's made himself a lot of money this year. He looks great. I do, I too. I can see the Mets going after Trevor Bauer. The Mets... And he'd fit. He would fit. He'd fit well in the match. Well, I mean, yeah. Who else? Tanaka's free agent too next year. Interesting. See, like I'm gonna be honest. Mike Miner is a free agent. Like you know, and so is Robbie Ray. Like those types of guys, I could see like the old Mets just signing one of those guys. Which they're not horrible pitchers, but like, you know, the fact that you look at the top free agents next year and like the fact that like you know, a team like the Mets has a chance to get them. It's just like a really, it's just awesome. It's so cool. I mean, now, you know what I would say? Brandon Nimmo was actually rated to be one of the, probably the worst defensive center fielder in all of baseball. Um, would you consider upgrading your center fielder, getting rid of Nimmo or like having him come off the bench or something and get a guy like George Springer? Oh, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I'd get – it depends what you get back for Nemo. Like, if you get another guy for your rotation, then I would trade him, but I wouldn't just dump him. Like, I still think he's a solid fourth outfielder. Yeah, he's definitely got value. Also, surprise teams, the Blue Jays. Yeah, I mean, they made a they made a couple of splashes, but I didn't think that they'd be. I think they're still ahead of the Yankees, actually. Maybe not after we won five in a row, but they're definitely up there. I didn't have them as a playoff team. It's true. But yeah, I definitely go for Springer. I always like George Springer. Is he the only center fielder, like star center fielder out there? Free agency wise, I think so. I'm looking at the list right now. Ozuna, I mean, he's a left fielder. He's the other star outfielder. Yeah, I think in a perfect world, he's a DH now. I mean, that's going to continue next year, you think, right? Obviously, in the NL. Yeah, but you already have Alonzo's going to take up most of your DH at bats. Well, no, if I was the Mets, I probably wouldn't get Alonzo. I mean, um, Ozuna. Like, I would. I like the Springer for – like, he plays good defense, right? Or is he not good at defense? I feel like he plays good defense. I think he's just a solid all-around player. Yeah. Like, that's the Mets would need. You extend Conforto, give him a nice, well-deserved contract. He's, he's the guy for the Mets. And then you, like – you try to upgrade for Nimmo. I mean, also, J.D. Davis and, like, Jeff McNeil now. So, like, you have two guys who are pretty solid but who are kind of, like, platoonish players. Like, Jeff McNeil's much better than J.D. Davis, obviously. But, like, I would consider an upgrade to the outfield, like, for defense-wise. Like, I would say Springer might fit with the Mets more than a guy like Azuna, only because you're middle of the lineup. You've got a pretty Conforto. Um, I guess you could put Cano in there kind of vibe. So we have Cano for like three more years, I think, right? It's a four-year yeah. contract, five-year contract. So. Yeah, man. If the Yankees sign, re-sign LeMahieu, that'd probably be really good too. Because then you, I mean, the Yankees probably should have the same team this like next year and they did this year. 
for the most part, right? Mm, Except for like probably, some pitching. No, they're probably gonna have to make some improvements. I th- I think they're gonna try to dump Stanton. What what an interesting dump. change that was. Like, so freaking good. His signing was impressive the Yankees to to get him, and then like it's just been like a disaster. Yeah, like nothing's happened. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're gonna because there's no way that you could have both Judge and Stanton for all this time and have them both. I think we're gonna package a couple of our good prospects just to get someone to eat the contract. Jeez, it, it'll be it'll be sad, but yeah, what we're gonna have to do. Can you believe that Stanton already almost on his way out? <laughs> Like it looked, it looked really good on paper to have the reigning MVP and the reigning should have been MVP in the same lineup, but they just can't stay healthy. True. And I think it's mostly the Yankees' fault because most of the stuff that we're holding people out for, you could play through. True. Like it's like you can't be caught. You can't be cautious all the time because then you just you're wasting judges' years where he's not making any money. It's true. Very true. But yeah, I, I actually think the Yankees could look a lot different next year. Well, who would they? So who would they upgrade? So let's say you get rid of Stanton. What would you do besides that? Uh, no, no more Sanchez. I think that's a possibility. That's very so- fair. Wait, I don't know who. I don't think we'll get real Muto. I just don't. I don't think that we're gonna go after another lefty bat. But if there's like a catch, a left-handed catcher, we might take a flyer on him and just platoon him and Hazashioka because they're pretty high on him. True. He doesn't look bad. Uh, no, he's not right? bad. He's he's not bad. I think, I think he'd just be another guy who gets exposed if he's if he's seen too much. Right, but he'd he'd be good if he plays like maybe three days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're definitely. I don't think we're gonna bring Paxton back. Hap's gone, so our rotation will be younger. It's true. Oh, I can't wait till Hap is gone. Jesus I Christ! <laughs> I feel like I also see. I just think there's if we don't win this year, they're gonna also make moves in the bullpen and. Try to shake that. I could actually see Cashman having a very, very active off season because if like something's not clicking with the team, we sh- we should be better than we are every single year. True. Wait, can we just go back for a second? And someone noted that the Astros were playing really well recently. No, they were. I was saying that they they were like in a really bad situation like two or three weeks ago. Like they were losing a lot. They're still under five hundred, like four or five games. Oh, no, but they could really... make the but they could make the playoffs. That's what I was no, saying. No, but they're really bad. They lost eight of the last ten games. Oh, really? Well, you know, yeah. Oh, but they, I thought they were still in the playoffs contention. They are because everybody else sucks. Oh, I thought. Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Then am I thinking of someone else that like went on like a tear? And not the Indi- Indians also lost a lot recently, didn't they? No, the Indians are twenty six and twenty one. 
But did they lose a lot recently? Didn't they lose a lot of games? There's some. I, I'm getting my. Yeah. I'm confused. The in, the Indians have been slipping a little bit. I thought they were. Yeah, because they were they were at the top of the AL yeah, Central last, for they lost six about straight. a week, and now they're where the Yankees are battling yeah. for the seventh and eighth spot. They lost mm-hmm. the last six games, and you know a six game losing streak can put you back like a ridiculous amount. Yes, it does indeed. scare me that the Astro that the Astros could sneak into the playoffs and then just get hot and win it all again. That would that scares me a little bit. I don't think so. They stunk. They stink this year. Yeah, but you got Verlander back. It it changes the whole dynamic, potentially. That's to true. be honest, who's in? Oh, you see, the reason why they're they're in the sixth seed right now is because look who's behind them: the stupid Mariners. Yeah, but all you have to do is get in, and then they get Altuve healthy. Maybe starts hitting. No, I know. I I know what you're saying. I'm just saying. That's the reason why they're in is because the Mariners suck. <laughs> yeah, which is why the division thing is stupid, like we were saying. And you know the the Angels have been doing better. They won they won seven out of their last ten games, but they're twenty and twenty eight. So I don't understand. <laughs> they're uh, I really don't I really don't understand the Angels. Like it just it baffles me. It just does not make sense. No pitcher. Who is their manager now? Isn't it Madden? For who? Right, it was Joe Madden. For the Angels? Yep. Yeah, it's still him. And it was Brad Osmus before that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have Dylan Bundy? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been their best pitcher, I think. Who leads the league and pretty, who leads their team in every category? Literally every category: wins, saves, ERA, strikeouts, WHIP. Yeah, he turned into a good. That's that's what he was supposed to be when he first came up with the Orioles. Like he was gonna be, he was gonna be like a a key contributor, and then he had Tommy John surgery. I think he had some other injuries. Their third baseman's really good, um, David Fletcher. Yeah, he's been pretty good. But, you know, the thing is, they they just don't I, – I don't know. They baffle me. Surprised the, the, the Cardinals are 20 and 20 this year, too. Nope, never mind. They're 20 and 21, under 500. But they're in second – they're in second place in the Central because all the other teams suck. <laughs> Yeah, they're. I also, it's really impressive that they that they stayed above ground with all the double headers and stuff. Like we've seen in New York, how the double headers could, like every other day, kind of kill your pitching stuff. Right, pretty much. So for them to fill the innings and still be a five hundred team, that's it's better than I thought they would be. Also, Dave, some good news for you. Um, the the Reds are only a game back for the the sixth seed. Let's go. Oh, because of the di- division thing, they would be in second place. Yeah, they would be. They would be the sixth seed, and then the two wild cards are on. Wait, that's stupid. The two wild cards are automatically the seventh and eighth seed. What? This is ridiculous. But yeah, they're only a game. 
The only game back of the what do you call it? Of the the Cardinals for the sixth seed. And then, oh, that's pretty, I I honestly was counting them out because I was only thinking wild card, but one game, Reds can get hot. Let's hope so. Nick Castellanos. And then yeah, it's just it, it just does not make sense. It really doesn't. And then the Mets are a game and a half back of the Phillies for the their wild card seed. It's not looking pretty, boys. Not too bad. Guy win a lot Who of ball games. Think, would the White Sox and Padres coaches both win Coach of the Year? You think? Um, Chris Woodward yeah. for the Padres. Not. Yeah, imagine that after all the scrutiny you got for not backing Fernando Tatis. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe the Marlins co- – I think Don Mattingly might be I think the White Sox is a oh, good could thing for the American League. But, yeah, Don Mattingly is a good choice too. I could see that. Actually, a really big series going on right now, Padres and Dodgers. Yeah, the top. Padres, top Padres only two top. and a half back. Yes, sir. I feel like they've been facing each other just every other game. You know who's a sneaky NL Cy Young, Cy Young candidate, too? Clayton Ooh. Kershaw. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. 5-1, yeah. 1.98. I think he's probably the last guy who has an outside chance of getting 300 wins. Because he's at, he's at oh, yeah. 174 now, and he's 32. Yeah, he has 13 seasons worth of innings on his arm, so who knows if he'll be able to pitch a long time. But he's the last guy because we'll never see it again because of the way they take pitchers out early in the games now, and you don't yeah. you don't pitch every four days it's like they used to. Like imagine having a Tom having a Tom Seaver who would take the ball every four days and pitch 241 complete games in his <laughs> career. That's like Unheard of. <laughs> yeah. Speak- I miss that. So I miss, well, not watching Seaver, obviously, but even when we were younger, seeing like Kershaw versus Lincecum, they would both go seven or eight innings, two runs, and and then it would just be a really good pitcher's duel. You don't see that anymore. Speaking of like, um, like attention for Cy Young, was the last pitcher to win consecutive three Cy Youngs, Randy Johnson? Or no? I'm going to have to Google that. Yeah, that might be. While he's Googling that, um, A.L. Cy Young, I mean, Shane Bieber is just blowing everybody out the dust. Like, it's it's pretty, inc- pretty incredible. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Not to mention, he's the only person right now with over 100 strikeouts. Like, no one else is not even close. Second place right now is uh, has only 82 strikeouts for the AL. Jeez. I'm surprised he even reached 100. Hold up. Randy Johnson is the last pitcher to have three consecutive Cy Youngs. It's the only two who have done it were Greg Maddox from 1992 to 95. So that's actually five years. I mean, four years. Four, wait, four years Jeez. in a row? And he did it 
with the he split the time with the Cubs and the Braves and still won Cy Young. It's crazy. And then Randy Johnson did it with the D backs nineteen ninety nine to two thousand two. Jeez. What's crazy is like during a regular season, if Shane Bieber were, were was healthy, he would have over three hundred strikeouts in a year. Well, yeah, if he's at a hundred, maybe like, he's at a hundred now. Yeah, it was like three three twenty five. Imagine <laughs> that's absurd. Yeah, they didn't waste any time replacing Corey Kluber with another ace. I feel like they always do that though, and it's really annoying. Yeah, like they replace even even back to when they had CC, they replaced him right away with Cliff Lee. Then Cliff Lee, I don't know if there was a gap between him and Kluber, maybe a couple years, but then Kluber to Shane Bieber. I mean, they also had Trevor Bauer for a long time. Yeah, but he's not. He was never like a. This year he became an ace, but. He's always been like a mid threes guy. I, I consider him too. Like he really slot in really nicely behind the ground, which is what I would do if I was Steve Cohen before going out and getting more bats. That's true. very true. Very 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 true. Very true. Yeah, I don't, like I'm thinking about our conversation before. I don't know. If the Mets need, like, a George Spring, they need someone who's going to hit situationally. Because for them to lead the league in batting average and on base percentage or be high up there in both categories and still only be an average team in terms of runs scored, something's not clicking there. True. That's very true. Do they have a lot of base running errors? I I know... um, I know I've seen Rosario get picked off a couple of times. Jimenez gets picked off like habitually. I mean, their defense is just routinely pretty sloppy. I mean, Rosario got picked off a few nights ago in Toronto with like two outs. Like he struck out swinging, but got to first base. They were down by a run. He got picked off to end the game. Um, I just think Jimenez is a better option at shortstop. <clears throat> they need what they've been doing, which is good. Is they like defensively, Jimenez is better, um, but they should be platooning them pretty frequently where like Jimenez is a left-handed hitter. So Jimenez plays when there's righty pitching and then Rosario plays against lefties. Cause I actually, Rosario is pretty good against lefties. Like he hits lefties pretty well, you know? So that's probably his biggest like strength, but he's not been the same. Like he just does not look good. Rosario. He looks all over the place. So he's making yeah. a lot of errors. He's like making a lot of base running issues. He's, you know, not really hitting, the way he was last year in the second half. So, it's just sloppy baseball. But Uncle Steve, he's going to come save the day. Yeah, that's a good one. So. Oh, man. Ooh. Season went fast. It really did. It's crazy, right? Kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, soon we'll be trying to fill time just making random lists of 
best players from each decade, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the, the offseason will probably go faster if we have real free agency and stuff to talk about, trades. It, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that the year really just like the year's almost over. Yeah, it's weird, right? Already, it does kind of have like well, that that NFL NFL vibe where like you panic, like if your team loses the first game, you're like, okay, the season's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you lose this, if you drop two out of three, you're like, fuck, what are we gonna do now? I will be honest though, in like, even though it's a shortened season, I really like just all the teams playing at once. I think it's just so cool that you can just, you can literally watch sports from like when you first wake up to when you go to sleep. Yeah, it's sports nirvana. It's like, oh, you know, oh, I got to put the, the Giants game on. Oh, but I want to watch the Yankee game. Oh, I want to, you know, I want to watch NBA playoffs after. Like, it's just, it's cool that like all, I think it was the first time they said all four major sports teams played on the same day. Yeah. Because it never happened. That's very true. I wonder if this shortened season will, like, pretty much have MLB thinking, like, if it's smarter, if they, like, shorten the season a bit. I don't know about that. I don't know if I don't know if the players will really go for that. True, because the, I, mean, I think they will if they get to pay the same like prorated salary. But if not, then no, I don't. I don't think they take a prorated salary because, like, think about it. Gary Cole is making what? What did he make prorated this? Year? He was supposed to make thirty four million. So he he's probably making like eleven million, which is a lot to us, but like. He signed a contract. I think he was going to be making $34 million a year. Oh, oh I'd be pissed too. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll take it. If they're getting paid their normal contracts for it, then yeah, they take it in a heartbeat playing less games. But I feel like this year it's super cool that like they're showcasing like people are just showcasing like the love for the sport rather than like, oh, like, you know, like, things get, like, messy with, like, contract negotiations in, like, the middle of the season or towards the end of the season. Like, I think it's cool that this year it's just, it's just you know, play baseball. It's true. Well, it didn't start out that and, way, if you remember, a couple months ago. Yeah, I know. Oh, somebody asked them, Somebody asked that, too, in the questionnaire. <laughs> Why did you have so much difficulty negotiating for the, the start of the season? Uh, because I'm not a good, because I'm not a good, um, what's his commissioner? I just want to share with you guys that, um, as we're talking, um, I was like simming through it off season in my, the show and like in one free agency, I was able to sign Buster Posey, Francisco Lindor, Trevor Story, Lance McCullough Jr. and Kyle Schwarber. Look at that. A game even knows that. Steve Cohen's money's coming. I know, man. It's crazy. That's what it is. 
Hold up. Yeah, what? man. You don't have no salary cap? No, I do. I just, um, I like, them. I don't know. I When you win the World Series, you get like an extra, what is it, like 20, 200X million dollars or something. You get like more money. Oh, do, really? Yes. So, anyway, fun fact. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. The last two weeks going to be interesting. The Yankees, yeah, the Yankees will be fine. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really worried. I'm not worried about. Well, actually, now that, now that we took care of the Orioles, the Tigers aren't really a threat. I think we're we just need yeah. to like JV brought up that we're getting Judge and Stanton back. We just need to get them hitting, right? When we're going up against the good pitching, right? In the playoffs, hopefully it happens. But it, yeah, I mean, I listen. If we get if we get Judge and Stanton going, man, I think. But I don't understand why. I feel like I don't know what to be honest. It's only because like we look at it as a long as a, like a long time, but like in the in the midst of like an actual regular season, what would it be like thirty games, twenty thirty games? <laughs> That's still too many. No, twenty thirty games is not too much. Out of if you play one forty out of one sixty two, I'll take that from Giancarlo Stan. I can tell you that. Yeah, but not if you're missing three three weeks in the middle of the season. I I'll take forty games if you're taking one day off a week and still producing, but we can't have big gaps of the schedule where we have Brett Gardner being our three hitter. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. But like the thing is, is like during a regular season, this, this would be just like a phase. It's like, Oh, you know, when they get everything back, everything will go back to normal. But like, no, because in a regular in season, here? they would keep them out longer because they're being precautionary. The only reason they're coming back do- is because there's a week until the playoffs start. And well, they I could have been playing out, the whole time just... because they just have calf strains. Drink drink some more water before you go out on the field so you don't cramp up. Well, it's I think not... that's the reason why they're keeping them it's out. They get them healthy strains. for the postseason. <laughs> I don't. That's what happens when you have 0% fat. Yeah, seriously. Eat a, eat a cheeseburger. Babe Ruth, yeah, yeah. Babe Ruth hit 714 Ruth... home runs eating hot dogs during the game. He ate, he ate whatever he wanted. What yeah, Cindy Ponson did too, by the way. Don't forget about him. Cindy Ponson would have a cheeseburger between each inning. And you know, I don't know what? where he I read never, that. He never missed a start unless they didn't hit him because of skill. I mean, how about Bartolo Colon? He's the man. I know it. I don't think he actually ate. Like, I know he ate a lot, but like, I don't know if he went to like eat in between innings the way Sydney Ponson did. Because like, I think we've had this discussion. Oh, Sydney Ponson was like just a chubster, man. Like everything about him, like was there any sort of muscle on his body at all? No, the, he got his velocity just from his body. His body momentum movement. going down the hill. Yeah, man, crazy. Oh, what a guy! Unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but missing twenty games. Every single season shouldn't be. You got you got to have guys who are Iron Man who are going to play 162 games. That's right. just me. It's true. 
It's 100%. You guys watching uh, the football game also? Yeah, it looks like a sloppy game. Like I'm trying to. That's fair. I'm like looking back and forth between my work computer and uh, the screen. A lot well, of say, yeah, I mean, I noticed for some reason I noticed that most of the first quarters of most of these games have been pretty sloppy. I feel like because it's their first time playing in a while, you know. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have um, preseason games. I'm sure a lot of the teams probably only put pads on like once or twice during training camp. Right. So it's their, yeah, it's their first time running the offense. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd, how'd you do in your uh, fantasy football league this week? I'm doing well. I'm in, I think I have four teams. I, I did well in three of them and then one. I took the Ellen, but did you lose in our league, league, Dave? Do some, yeah, I lo- I lost in that one. I actually think I might. I I have Derrick Henry, so oh, he's he's near the goal line now. I know. I just saw. So I think it all depends, um, on how he does tonight, because I might lose. He has a big game that I might win, but if not, then I'm probably gonna lose. Fantasy, ma- fantasy makes football just so much more exciting. Well, you know, like next weekend, I'm going to probably uh, have like this weekend I had a gig, so next weekend the entire day I'm literally just going to watch football from like one to eleven o'clock at night. That's like the best. That's what I did yesterday, but I completely forgot in the morning that I was going to end up doing that. So like I didn't go to the gym, I didn't work, I just ended up right. eating and. And just sitting on the couch all day watching <laughs> football. So I have to get back. That's the thing about not having preseason. I didn't have a preseason to start watching the the game. So yeah. it was just like just getting thrown right into it. Right. It's crazy. My channel flipping was slow a little bit. Like I was, I didn't, I couldn't find the last button quick enough to get over to the to the Eagles and Redskins at Washington football teams game. Hey, they won. So. Yeah, they they look good. They have a that team has a really good pass rush. I was actually saying mm-hmm. before that if Dwayne Haskins just doesn't lose them games, they should be able to win that division. I mean, they're in first place right now. Everybody else lost. Yeah, and they had eight sacks. The Giants' offensive line is not going to be able to block them. The Cowboys' offensive line has holes now, like they showed yesterday. So if they if they went if they go four and two in the division and then just sneak out three or four wins, eight wins could win the NFC East. I think it could be one of those years. T, what's your what's your football team again? You're a Jets fan. Yeah, I'm a Jets fan. I keep forgetting you're a Jets fan. Yeah, you bec- but you become a like a sports fan in general. Just a yeah, just a NFL fan in general when your team's bad for an entire decade straight. I feel that. I think one of your former players I got on the bench, and I regret putting him on the bench because he scored twenty points. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Good second half. Did Le'Veon get hurt? Uh, yeah, he did. Imagine. Yeah, he's out for a couple of weeks with a hamstring. Imagine Frank Gore comes through, and just like crushes it. He's immortal. So. 
It's true. And be able to. You think Steve Cohen could throw some of his fourteen billion at the, to the Jets? Yeah. I've seen so many tweets about that today. How like okay. he the Jets like that's the one team that like now with the Mets getting bought out that really needs like a, a rehaul. Like because the Islanders had got bought out a few years ago, right? And they kind of like you know they changed their direction. Like the Jets now need to do that. They're the last really New York team that like has to have some sort of like big change like that. Unless well, we're missing. Well, the Knicks the kind Knicks of too. too. But, yeah, the but Knicks. But the Knicks, James Dolan's never going to sell that team. Yeah, that's kind of a lost cause. But, like, um, imagine if he wins with the Mets, he'll be legendary with the as a Mets owner just, just because he changed the thing. But if he wins with the Mets and the Jets. <laughs> be crazy. Like, the Jets haven't won. You have to be 70 years old to remember the Jets winning the Super Bowl. So weird. That's abs- it's absurd. Jeez, That's, I'm I'm sorry for what your Mets. You guys are both Giants fans, though, right? Yep. I don't know you were JV. We never talked about this on this baseball podcast. I've always been a Giants fan. I am. Um, yeah, I'm lucky to have a Giants. The Giants get me away from the Mets, so. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about Saquon Barkley six yards that really screwed me over winning today, but it's okay. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, like he has he had games like that last yeah, year too. Point. You know, like fantasy aside, like it's just the, that's just how like it is. Like I've always said, I'm convinced that Saquon would be like his stats would even be better if he wasn't on the Giants. Like he would just be that's a true. like he'd be a Christian he McCaffrey have- type two touchdowns, three touchdowns a game if he just had a better offensive line, which is obvious, though. Like, you know, you know, I just don't think the Giants deserve him. I hate to say it. Well, also, the Steelers have a good have a good line back in court. He had a tough matchup today. Right. I'm not watching porn or anything, guys. I don't know if you heard that. But... <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, okay, Brendo. What you watching? I don't know why that came up. That's so weird. So you guys are both renewing your season tickets? I already did, man. Yeah, I'm still in talks with the Yankees about it. In talks. Breaking JV in talks with Yankees on his yeah, season tickets. Yeah, like, uh, they're just – I don't know. I, I'm not really – to be honest, I'm a diehard Yankees fan, but I'm not really impressed with the the – customer service like I've been given. Like the guy has yet to call me back. Really? Yeah. They've been really bad about like I just had individual game tickets and they've been pretty bad about that too. Yeah. I should probably check in on that actually. Well I got free parking for next year's so that's probably what I'm most excited for. And then Uncle Stevie as well. But that's kind of cool. They actually, they've been pretty good with me with the Mets. JB, that recommendation you had, man, pretty solid. Yeah, I got you. He's pretty good. It's not right? even him, though. It's like he referred me over to someone else, but the other girl that does it, she's amazing. She gets back to me right away, and she like answers everything for me. That's awesome. So that's awesome, yeah. All right, guys, I'm probably going to dip out if we're we're done. going to get ready for tomorrow. So, I, let's get the show on the road. Any final words? 
good nah. luck, Steve Cohen. Yep. Good luck, Steve Cohen. Yeah. Good luck to him. Wish him the best. Yes, indeed. Also, I guess we'll see next week. Hopefully the Mets have a good week and we could be hyped about potentially going to the playoffs and Yankees just get healthy. That's the game plan. Let's hope so. Also, yesterday was just a terrible day for New York sports. Yeah, I know. Mets, Islanders, Islanders Jets. Mets, Jets, all lost. That, that's how we'll close it. And with that, we hope for a better week next week. Yep. I think now the um, since like the season, I think we'll find out next week more or less like who's you know who's gonna who's pretty much in. Yeah. What is Degrom? Degrom's gonna have three more starts. Uh, he's pitching every five days, not games, but days. So, how many games are left? Like 14, 15? Yeah, yeah so like three more, let's say. That's good. That's three wins. Hopefully, right? Hopefully. Well, this time you can't use up all 18 of your weekend runs. <laughs> right. In the one game. You know what's funny? I had a weird feeling that was going to happen, though. Like, they had that offensive onslaught, and then, like, the next day they just were not going to score anything. Yeah, that's that's, that's how, how it always happens. Works sometimes. Yeah. Like didn't the didn't the Braves have a bad offensive day after they scored twenty nine points? Yep, yep. Points, I mean runs. Spot on. I just feel like it's a ba- it's a baseball thing. Yeah, it's weird. Sucks to be the star of the next day. Indeed. All right, guys. Yeah, I guess. Talk to you uh, yeah. next week. Catch y'all later. Yep. Okay. Have a good Ciao. one.